0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Mariners pod. Great
1: to have you with us. Gary Hill here is Mariners played the angels last night in game one of a three game series. As this long homestand continues, we'll talk more about that game Uh, in just a minute. Also coming up, this is a fun conversation. Aaron Goldsmith sat down with Emerson Hancock. If you haven't heard this one, uh, you'll definitely want to listen. It's the Mariners' first-round draft pick, and he is actually going to pitch in Tacoma in a few days, so we'll continue to follow his story as he gets on the mound for the first time as a professional. Granted, in odd circumstances, but yeah, on, on a mound as a professional. So... Uh, That will come up in just a few minutes from now. Also, I want to alert you to this. By the time you're hearing this, the new Wheelhouse podcast should be out. Jared Apoto talking about the start of the season, what he's seen from Kyle Lewis and J.P. Crawford. Talks about Evan White's defense. Talks about Tacoma a little bit, what's going on down there. So all kinds of stuff happening in the new Wheelhouse podcast. Make sure to subscribe there. On this one today, let's dive into this Angels game, Game One of this three-game series. Mariners losing five to three. Man, Mike Trout, of course, was away on paternity leave, and it just it just felt inevitable. He steps into the box, you know, has has been away for days, probably hasn't picked up a bat. Steps into the box, and, and what do you know? Smashes. A home run to give the Angels the lead right away.
0: Here's the windup and the two two to Trout swung on, belted deep to left center field. Kyle Lewis going back to the wall. Goodbye, baseball. Out to the pin in left center field. Mike Trout with his second home run of the season, a laser, and it's the 42nd time the Trout has hit a home run off a of Mariner pitcher.
1: It was a rocky beginning for Justin Dunn. He settled in and uh, ended up keeping the Mariners in the ball game. The M's would try and crawl close. They got within two a couple of times.
0: First pitch to Austin Nola. He swings and lines this out to left field. Good one tracking it into the gap. He dives and he can't make the catch. It rolls to the base of the wall. Seeger is past second. He's motoring into the third and makes a turn. He's coming home to score. Nola chugging for three. Headlong slide well ahead of the throw. It's an RBI triple for Austin Nola. And the Mariners are on the board three to one in the bottom of the sixth
1: but they would get no closer than that as the angels get the win five to three although kyle lewis nearly hit one out he had a double it was actually his first hit that wasn't a home run or a single interestingly enough but he also robbed a home run as well
0: pitch. Swing and it's a deep fly ball out to kyle lewis picking up some speed out of the warning track near the wall kyle lewis about to jump leap and he makes the catch he just brought it back Kyle Lewis with some robbery in center field. Climbing the ladder above the yellow stripe. It's out number two and he saves a run.
1: So that's pretty great to see but the Mariners fall five to three in game one of the series to the Angels. So it's been a roller coaster the last week. The Mariners had one three in a row. Now they've dropped four in a row and three of these last four have been close. Losing to the A's three to two and ten, three to two again the following day and then five to three last night. So... Mariners will get back at it tonight to take on the Angels. We'll talk about that in a second. First, uh, let's hear from Scott Service, get his thoughts on the game last night against the Angels.
2: Yeah, tonight was the uh, the night uh, we left a few breaking balls up. The breaking ball got us. Uh, you know, with uh, Dunny starting out, obviously, um, you know, was, was pretty amped up and, you know, Trout got him. Uh, I was hoping that uh, now that Trout is a... A dad, maybe the dad bod might have snuck up on him, but that was not the case, uh, obviously. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, he fell behind the count a little bit. Uh, I think after he got through the first inning, started to settle down a little bit, got the double play in the second. I thought he threw the real, ball really well in, in the third and fourth inning, but, you know, when he, when he threw about 37 pitches in the first inning, it kind of cuts his night a little bit short uh, there. So uh, after that, you know, I thought our guys in the bullpen threw the ball extremely well tonight. Um, even Swanee, you know, he left one breaking ball up again, and that's the one that Fletcher jumped on, but had to go to a number of guys, and I was really happy uh, how those guys threw the ball. So a lot of good signs there. Joey Gerber, first time out there, I uh, really liked uh, what that looked like and, and uh, what the future holds for him. I think he's going to take on a, a pretty good role for us in the middle uh, of our bullpen, which we really need, and it'll help out. So, uh, you know, Nola continues to, to grind out some some bats and a uh, productive night for him, and uh just not a ton offensively. I was hoping, you know, we could hold them right there at three. The Fletcher home run, the add on runs, uh, you know, really hurt us. But uh again I thought we really uh we competed really well tonight. I thought uh kind of hanging in there, grinding through it, you know, we, we did put up some, some big points uh, big numbers on uh, uh their bullpen when we were over in Anaheim, so we're hoping to get at it tonight, just not enough. You mentioned the thirty seven pitches needed to get through that first inning. Can you describe the effort though that Justin had to get you through four because you had Swanson warning there in the first. Yeah, you know, you never really want to, <laughs> certainly a young guy like that to go, um, you know, that many pitches in the first inning. It was getting to the point where he kind of had his last hitter. Um, and he got out of it and then kind of, you know, pushed that aside, and went out there and did exactly what needed him to do. He needed to, to suck up a few more innings. And he did. And, again, these guys are learning. And, and uh, he just saw the Angels last week over there. They're going to have a pretty good idea on his breaking ball, and that, like I said, that's what got us tonight. He left the breaking ball to Trout, one to Pujols, and then later on we left one up to Fletcher, and that's that's what really hurt. You mentioned, yeah, you
0: know, did you think he settled himself well after
2: that? I think he did. He started to pitch. Um, I think you know early in the game, um, it was uh, you know when you see guys missing that bad and four pitch walks, you know, after the, the Trout home run, I mean he kinda get out of whack. You know, and that's what we saw. And again, that's part of the maturing process. You are gonna give up some hits, you're gonna give up a few homers, you're gonna get it right back in the strike zone. And when that didn't happen, that's when that, that first inning started to unravel on him a little bit and you know thankful that he was able to get through it. We've talked so much about Kyle Lewis's offense, but the defense he had tonight on that home run. Well I know that you were a long way away, but what can you say by this defense? Kyle's really athletic. And, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, they hit a, he was jumping up over the wall in, in Anaheim on the last road trip. And I said, you're going to get a few of those this year. And he goes, oh, I know, I, I will. So uh, Kyle's played it really well, obviously. Can't ask for much more. Uh, what he's done early in the season, offensively, defensively, he's in tune to the game. Um, and he's playing with a smile on his face. You know, that's the biggest thing. These guys, as they learn and go along, there are going to be some struggles, but uh, need to enjoy the process, what we're going through. Uh, Evan White, I thought, is at bat there late in the game, much much better. You know, he need a little luck once in a while, too. And, uh, you know, he'll turn. It'll turn. He's a good player, and and he keeps working at it. So he's going to be fine. What do you tell Evan? Because you could tell that there was frustration on his face in that last at bat. Oh, any player would. You know, you're, you're trying to get get things going, and you, you have a quality at bat, you hit the ball pretty hard. And they did make some very good defensive plays against us tonight, both Renhefo and, and Fletcher. They're late in the game. Uh, but you got to just keep grinding it out. That's the nature of this game, and it will turn. Uh, but it's the quality at bats. Keep making good swing decisions, and it'll turn. It'll turn in his favor. Did you see Haney do anything to make it
3: difficult? On you guys? It looks like it's kind of tough
2: to pick it up. If you a bit. Yeah, you know, he, he does. He throws, it's a little um, unorthodox across his body, uh, you know, and he'll, he'll run some fastballs in on the righties that are up in the strike zone. Threw a lot of really good change ups tonight. Did a lot more of that than what we saw over in Anaheim. Uh, I know he was giving some of our, our young guys a lot. You know, he threw a lot to Timmy Lopes tonight, and, and Timmy's usually right on uh, Heaney, so probably worked more of those in than what we saw over there last time. Not a lot of six foot four center fielders. I know. Initially, you guys were kind of kind of looking at Kyle in the corner. Is he convinced you can play center field, Ranger? He has. Yeah, he certainly has. I think uh, you know his jumps off off the bat are, are really good. His routes are good. Um, he certainly can you know stop those guys going from first to third. So he brings a lot of pluses out there, and he likes it. He likes being in charge in center field. And you know why not? Uh, you know keep him out there as long as we can. Dylan's had a nice start at the play tonight. Yeah. He's been run out there. You know what have you seen of him so far? Yeah, Dylan Moore has been great. You know, he didn't play a ton in that first series over in Houston, and we got him in in Anaheim, and he's been hot ever since. You know, the quality at bats. Uh, you know, he really pulled his hands in nice to, to keep that ball fair. Uh, the home run right down the line, and right where I was sitting, it did not hook at all. That's hard to do. Um, so he's seeing the ball good. Uh, like I said, the quality at bats is there, and he's got power. You know, we've seen him hit balls out the opposite field, pull the ball tonight. So he'll continue to get plenty, plenty of at-bats. And obviously he brings the versatility so you can move him in different spots. And he's handled himself defensively everywhere we've put him very well.
1: So back at it tonight, Marco Gonzalez on the mound for the M's. Six forty first pitch from T-Mobile Park. And then a quick turnaround day baseball coming up on Thursday. Mariners and Angels, the finale of the series as – Mariners will hand the ball to Taiwan Walker. Dylan Bundy will go for the Angels. So the Mariners still have a chance to take this series. Uh, But they'll have to win the next two to do it. So we'll next talk on Friday, and we'll talk about the preview of the next series as the homestand continues as the surprising Colorado Rockies come to town. So the Mariners will take on Colorado. Colorado, I will dive more into it uh when we get back on friday but eight and two so far to start the season they've won four in a row and playing some pretty great baseball ahead of the dodgers uh, surprise so far in the nl west so again we'll dive into that coming up on friday right now though we'll hand things over to aaron goldsmith his conversation with emerson hancock
0: we are pleased to be joined by right-handed starting pitcher emerson hancock emerson man congratulations this has been a whirlwind for you how are you doing my man
3: doing great I'm doing great. It's been a crazy past couple of days. A lot of people reaching out, but man, I'm pumped to be a part of the Mariners and thank you for having me on today.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm sure your life has been turned upside down in a very good way. First of all, you have to take us back to the moment in time where you were there and you got the phone call and you found out that you would be a Seattle Mariner and you were the sixth overall pick in the draft. What was that like for you?
3: It, it was crazy. It was one of the coolest moments, most special moments I've ever had. I remember when Toronto was on the clock at five, I actually got the call from my advisor. You know, said, Saddle's going to take you at six right after the commissioner said my name. You know, Scott Hunter called me, put me on the FaceTime with everybody. And it was just really emotional for me to, to be around my family and friends like that, to experience a moment together. That was something that I'll remember forever for sure.
0: Scott oversees the draft for the Mariners and is such a obviously a critical part to this entire process and such a big reason why you are now a Seattle Mariner. The video of you FaceTiming with Scott and then on the screen, guys like Jerry DiPoto, Mariner's general manager, went pretty viral. A lot of Mariners fans have had a chance to see that. Is that when it really kind of felt real when you're now seeing – Jerry Depoto, Mariners general manager, and all these other people who have helped to make your dreams come true. That must have been absolutely surreal.
3: It was crazy. I mean, it was. It was so cool to, to have that experience. You know, as a kid, you, you wonder, you know, what is it like when these guys get picked? You know, what do they go through? You see the videos on Twitter, but then to actually experience it is just something else. And, man, it, it was cool. I know for a minute I was kind of struggling just to say some words because it was just that emotional for me. And um, But it, it was awesome. It was.
0: What was the room like on your end? Uh, family, parents, uh, who all was there?
3: Had a lot of family, a lot of close friends, um, a lot of people I graduated with in high school, and then some former coaches came in, and uh, we had a really great group. You
0: know, obviously, your resume speaks for itself, and truly, Emerson, it's, it's, it's too long to list. We, we know in terms of your accolades on the field, your last full season – Your sophomore year at the University of Georgia, you had a 1.99 earned run average. Obviously, you've got some filthy stuff, and you've got the build of a big league starting pitcher. We can read all the things, right? We can look at all the numbers, we can read all the awards, but can you tell us in your own words, Emerson, what you are like when you get up on the mound?
3: I'm competitive. I'm fiery. I want to win. I want to give those guys on my team the best chance to do that. That's just kind of what I've always been about being a pitcher. Um, I love to fill up the zone, throw strikes, let the defense play behind me, get quick outs and go long in the games. That's just kind of who I am as a pitcher. It's just kind of what I've developed into at Georgia, and I'm just kind of looking forward to continuing that on.
0: You mentioned throwing strikes. This has been a mantra, Emerson. You may or may not be aware of this uh, since you just joined the organization. But ever since Scott Service, Mariners manager, and Jerry DiPoto, Mariners general manager, came into the fold in Seattle, this has been one of the main pillars of the organization, and that is controlling the zone, whether you are a hitter or whether you are a pitcher. And in your case, you mentioned all the strikes that you throw. This is obviously something that they were very attracted to in your game during your conversations with whether it was Scott Hunter or another scout, uh, did this come up at all? Because this is very on brand for what the Mariners are and are trying to be even more of.
3: Yeah. I just always remember to kind of being a really good characteristic for me as a pitcher and something that you sometimes don't really think of, you know, everyone wants to talk about, you got a really good slider, you got a really good fastball. Well, for me, I just like to go right after hitters. I don't like to walk them. You know, if they're going to get a hit, that's great. I'll take my chances against those odds. But it's just kind of became who I am. You know, I just like to fill up and get quick outs. And for me, being at Georgia, I've had one of the best defenses every single year I've been there. So it's just been really easy for me to trust those guys.
0: We got to talk repertoire a little bit. We know you've got the heat. Uh, what is it in terms of a secondary offering that is your go to pitch?
3: The slider. And the slider had made a big jump even this year than it was last year. It kind of started as a cutter, but then developed to like a harder slider, kind of an out pitch for me. Next, I like to go to my changeup, which people are going to see more in SEC play. Unfortunately, we weren't to get to that point. But then I go to curveball, which is just more of a first pitch strike. Maybe I'm behind the count and I need a strike, just kind of give a hit or something different.
0: When we look at what you're able to do on the field and also off the field, Emerson, during your day's at georgia it's clear that academics were a priority for you you're in kind of a, a really cool class of student athletes you became only the fourth ever student athlete at the university of georgia to be a first team academic all-american and also be selected in the first round of your respective sport you're only the fourth ever to do it at georgia and i'd have to imagine there aren't that many at any school around the country uh, I'm curious, whether it be in your upbringing or whatever along the way, why is it that academics became such a priority for you? Because I I think it probably became evident to you fairly early on that you could probably coast through school and it would be okay because of your athletic abilities, but you didn't rest on that, which is pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, it was my upbringing, and it was my mom. My mom always stayed on me about my school. She always wanted me to have all A's, and, you know, even when I got to college, she didn't like me making B's. And I just got better after my freshman year with my grades. I guess I got, I got more accustomed to kind of the load that I had to deal with. And, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I'm one of four, and another guy on that list is Bill Stanfield, who's also from Cairo. So uh, we thought that was really cool. But uh, definitely the upbringing. And, you know, we got a lot of people who help us a lot at Georgia, too.
0: Now, since you mentioned your hometown, Cairo, Georgia, that's where you are right now. Uh, tell us about where you are from. Tell us about the
3: town. It's a small town where um, everything runs on football here on Friday Night Lights. You know, in high school football in Georgia, it's just college football in Georgia. That's what a lot of people kind of run their towns and cities on. And our community comes together for that, which is awesome. So that's real prominent. Um, just kind of the tradition, you know, my high school mascot thing, the cert Makers. It's just kind of weird. A lot of people like to joke about it. But it just goes back to the history and tradition of the city.
0: So was football ever a part of your past athletic achievements?
3: It was not. The crazy thing is my dad actually used to be a high school football coach. You know, he won four state championships as offensive coordinator, pretty well known around here, and coached a lot of people. So when I was in middle school, he's retired then, so I got to kind of play for him, which was really cool. But just never football was my thing. always went back to baseball and just kind of stuck with it.
0: How did you get into playing baseball especially in a football driven community what was the the first reason that you dipped your toe in the baseball waters
3: I really don't know how I got into it I I started when I was young I remember when I was five or six years old I always tried to play up with guys who were seven and eight just to get into that we played a lot of backyard baseball when I was little that's just something that I always remember and I just kind of stuck with it you know I, I kept going I loved baseball even though you know on Friday nights, you'd love to watch what those guys were doing on the football field. And you kind of wish you could ever experience that. But I just kept going with baseball, and you know, here we are.
0: Yeah, hopefully, we'll have something in your future that'll be uh, even better than those Friday nights in Georgia, even though those sound pretty great. Uh, tell us, uh, favorite team, favorite player when you were a kid as a fan?
3: Favorite team, for sure, the Braves. Um, South Georgia, Fox Sports South, easy to turn on. Just watch them all the time. Uh, Chipper, John Smoltz, just the list goes on and on. And then favorite player used to be Kershaw. Um, I kind of love what, you know, him and his wife do off the field. It's just something that's really cool to me, something awesome for him, for them to do. Um, Right now, I love to watch Shakespeare Degrom. I got to see him pitch last summer in Atlanta, and, and it was awesome. He's just – everything is so smooth, so together, and uh, definitely a really good pitcher right now.
0: You're going to get some DeGrom flow in the next couple no, of years? I no,
3: can't, I can't do it. <laughs>
0: I cannot do it. Hey, he cut it back. Even he cut it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, hey, Emerson, man, you are – right now, you're a long way geographically from Seattle. Have you ever been out to the Northwest before?
3: I have not. No, sir.
0: All right, well, it's a little bit different than Georgia. Your accent's going to stand out a little bit, man. I hope you know this.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of figured that, you know, one of the first radio interviews I did, they kind of got on me for saying y'all a lot. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll go to you guys just to kind of switch up <laughs> to people. But, but uh, yeah, I know. It, maybe it'll get a little bit better once I get out west.
0: No, man, don't change. It's good. It's very good. There's, there's, there's plenty of y'alls around Major League Baseball. You'll be just fine. Hey, When, when you're not uh, on the mound and you're not in the clubhouse, so what do you like to do away from the field?
3: I love to play golf. I really do. I played it kind of every now and then. we go with my dad to go to the golf course, me, him, my brother. And then last summer, I got to stay and train for another summer in Athens. And I played probably three or four times a week with a lot of the guys up there. So it just kind of found like a hidden passion I like to do.
0: Well, Emerson, man, we can't wait to have you out in Seattle whenever that day comes. We are thrilled that you are a part of the Mariners organization. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Scouting Report, Emerson.
3: So yes, sir. appreciate it, Aaron. It was fun. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better.